0: All right, so here's the um, prophetic word that I want to give to your church this morning. And I want to um, really bring scripture around it, okay? So I'd love you to open your Bibles to Matthew chapter 5, verse 11 and 12. Matthew chapter 5, verse 11 and 12. We love the, I love the scriptures. I'm really grateful for the Bible. Uh, I had a powerful encounter with the Holy Spirit in 2003 that changed my life. I was messed up. I got caught up in the fake uh, sex, drugs, and rock and roll culture of the music scene, the nightclubs. And I had a radical encounter with Jesus, with the presence of God, the dunamis, supernatural power of God that delivered me, set me free. But then it was the Word of God that really came alive in my heart, that began to renew my mind, that really helped disciple me to grow into the fullness of what God would have me to be. And so I love the Bible. I love reading from the scriptures, teaching from the scriptures. I love the encounter with the Holy Spirit. I'm so grateful that you guys create space and room for the move of the Spirit. But equally, we need to honor the Word of God. And if you're with me on that, shout out, amen. So Matthew 5, 11 and 12, it says, blessed. And I might get you just to shout out blessed. All right, this is a prophetic word for you guys. And the very first word is blessed. Okay, blessed are you. Why don't you say the person next to you, blessed are you. Blessed are you you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Because ultimately when you stand for righteousness, when you stand for Jesus and biblical principles, uh, you're standing for Jesus because he's the author of all those things. When you stand for righteousness... You stand for Jesus, and it goes on to say, Matthew writes here, that when people persecute you, and by the way, you will be persecuted, how many people know and you've heard about the awesome promises of God, you know, like we are the healed, um, you know, that we can uh, believe for prosperity with a purpose, we can believe for divine health. Uh, We can believe for favor, open doors, the goodness of God that leads to repentance. These are just a couple of things, you know, that that I'm thinking of when I think about the promises of God. And, you know, that all the promises of God are yes and amen. Who's ever memorized that and quoted that? Give me a wave if that's with you. Well, guess what the other promise is? (laughs) You will be persecuted (laughs) for righteousness sake. Not maybe, you will. And you will be hated for my namesake and he said because they hated me first and Jesus lives in us and uh, so that's just going to happen so as some people term it, term it the matrix just might come after you sometimes the the antichrist spirit does not like the anointing particularly if, if you carry the anointing and you're not just a quiet little Christian that stays in your little box but you carry the anointing and you're helping advance the kingdom of God you will be persecuted so that's another promise that we can say yes and amen to, okay? <laughs> but here's the good news. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad. How do we be glad <laughs> when all hell comes against us? Well, it's, it's about faith. It's about the perspective or the understanding of the blessing that comes when you're persecuted for righteousness sake, because we're seated in heavenly places far above principalities and powers and wickedness in the heavenly realms, that's why we can uh, rejoice, because we're just passing through, we're we're, uh, aliens, if you like, just passing through, we're not of this world, amen, we're here to help, we want to help set people free and point people to Jesus, but ultimately, we've just got a short time on this earth, and we want to represent Jesus as best we can, amen goes on to say, rejoice and be glad for your reward is in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. So, we know here that we have rewards in heaven. We might not necessarily see the fullness of the rewards here, although I'm going to show you something pretty cool in a moment about the rewards now also. But we absolutely know that we have rewards in heaven. And that's why the disciples just kept marching on. You know, they followed Jesus, and when Jesus ascended on high and was seated on the right hand of the Father, they just kept marching on. And they faced persecution, and they faced trials. And Paul lists all of these crazy things that he had to walk through. Prison time, he was beaten with many uh, stripes. For righteousness' sake, not because he was a criminal, but because he represented Jesus, he was unafraid, unashamed, and uncompromised and that brings persecution. But Paul marched on, and you, you can't stop Jesus. You can't stop Jesus. They, a lot of the disciples were, were martyred. They literally died on this earth, but their reward was in heaven. Amen? And the gospel kept marching on through others. That's why we make disciples that make disciples. We're just a, a short period of time on this earth, and we've got to keep marching on. Amen? But blessed are you. I want to talk about that blessing, this prophetic blessing, I believe, is on this house. An increased measure of grace coming upon this house and upon the people in this house. An increased measure in signs and wonders, miracles. An increased measure in the manifestation of Jesus to bring about salvation for family, for friends, for work colleagues, for people in this city. In other words, revival. I love the lyrics that we were singing today. I'm like, yes, come on, let's bring on revival. You know, just quietly, Tim and I have been having conversations. What if it does? What if it does break out in Gippsland? What do we do? And um, Chelsea and I actually um, prophetically, there's a few reasons we did this, but prophetically, we wanted to make ourselves available for what God was going to do this year and in the coming years because we do believe that we are absolutely in the last days and that We are about to step into the end-time glory like we've never seen before. Everyone say end-time glory. That's a part of the prophetic word I have for this house, glory. I want you to just underline that word glory, end-time glory in particular. And so we've pulled our kids out of their school in the Sunshine Coast, and we found this amazing distance education program. Um, So our kids are making a sacrifice there. Some are happy, not so happy, still working it out, but we're doing it and uh but we're excited and and partly we're doing that just in case we need to be flexible for whatever God's doing and we actually Tim and I did say if it breaks out we might have to pray about um where we keep going in the Gippsland because I don't know where the basketball stadium whether we can continue to use that but if it just keeps building we just might stay a little longer so we'll see what God does and if not we might just come back in winter Glory to God. But we'll follow the Holy Spirit, amen? So Matthew 5, 11 to 12, we just read that. Now I want to take you to an even more exciting verse, prophetic verse for you, for the now. Not just for heaven, but for now. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 14. When you got it, shout out, I've got it. No one's got it here. Anyone got the actual real Bibles here this morning, like the, the written pages? That's awesome. Anyone, iPhone? Who's on the iPhones today? Yeah, iPads? If you've got a Samsung, you need to repent. Now I'm only joking. <laughs> Any Samsungs? There's a few. <laughs> All right. Here we go. 1 Peter 4.14. If you are insulted... For the name of Christ, you are blessed. There it is again. You are blessed. If you are insulted for the name of Christ, you are blessed because why are we blessed? We know that we're going to have rewards in heaven, but check this out. We're also blessed because the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. That's talking about the now. And when I read that this morning, just jumped out at me that this was prophetic for now for this community for everyone that has faith to step into what God is doing and is about to do now I believe an increased measure of his glory the spirit of glory rests upon comes upon in an increased measure for those that are persecuted for righteousness sake end time glory the glory of God does that sound all right Why don't you say the person next to you, ready for more glory? So then I got thinking about the glory of God, and then the Lord reminded me of, so what does the glory look like? We sing about the glory, uh, in some ways it's like it's unseen, so it can be difficult to describe or articulate because it comes from the unseen realm. We sing about the glory, but what is the glory of God? And so I want to bring an aspect to it, certainly not the total definition of it, but an aspect of it. And in particular, I want to bring out two things, two keys to this glory that I believe are prophetic for this house and everyone that wants to receive it by faith. Does that sound all right? In Exodus chapter 33, verse 18 and 19, Moses said, please show me your glory. Anyone remember reading that? Please show me Show me your glory. God, we want to see your glory. God, we believe you when you say that we can rejoice because we know that the spirit of glory, the spirit of God, the spirit of glory rests upon us. So like Moses, we say, show us your glory. What does that look like? And God responded to this question or to this statement from Moses. And he goes on to say, I will make all my goodness pass before you. So Moses says, show us your glory, and God responds by saying, I will make all my goodness pass before you. So what's the glory? It's partly wrapped around the goodness of God. There's going to be an increased measure of the goodness of God, and you know what the goodness of God does? This is why James said, count it all joy when crazy things come against you. (laughs) Because he understands this concept. That's why Peter said it. Count it all joy, Matthew said it, count it all joy because you've got goodness coming your way. Mercy and goodness shall follow you all the days of your life and especially if you'll follow Jesus with all your heart, if you'll seek first the kingdom and his righteousness even in the face of craziness and persecution while the world's going crazy, Jesus is still the answer. If you're with me on that, shout amen, come on, glory to God. I will make all my goodness pass before you. Here are two key things, wrapped up in this goodness, wrapped up in this glory, that God wants me to highlight and emphasize for this house. There are many things that God will show, I believe, through this increased coming measure of favor. And I believe prophetically, although I'm not in the office of a prophet, I believe I'm standing here prophetically to speak this on God's sovereign timing and let that dream be a a confirmation. There's going to be an increased measure in favor, provision, protection, open doors. Specifically, God wanted me to highlight two things now, though. and I'd love you to write these things down. Are you ready? Number one. an increased measure of the revealing of Jesus for the saving of souls. Now here's the thing. This is what I've learned. Faith is such a key aspect to the prophetic. The enemy brings persecution in hope that you will shrink back In hope that you will yield to fear, yield to the lies. But faith says the righteous are as bold as a lion. Faith says, no, I don't believe what the enemy has to say. I'm gonna shut out the voices from the outside world. I'm gonna yield my heart to the will of God. I'm gonna have ears to hear what the Spirit of God is saying in this hour. And I'm going to believe that no matter how hard we get, this is what we get. (laughs) An increased measure of the revealing of Jesus for specifically for the saving of souls. And Luke 2.32 talks about a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of God's people Israel. And Simeon in that chapter says, my eyes have seen your salvation. The gospel is going to be presented in this place amongst your family and friends and things, people that you've felt like, man, I don't know if they're ever going to get saved. Some of the hardest nuts to crack are just going to crack so easy because of the increase of the goodness and the glory of God that's coming upon this house. And if you grab it by faith, you're going to see it. And you're going to put it into action. You're going to pray and you're going to preach. And God's calling us, all of us, to be a part of this, to share our faith. It's for all believers to say, I'm going to receive this word. I'm not going to back down. I'm not going to hide in my box. I'm not going to yield to fear, but I'm going to continue to step forward and hear the word of the Lord and begin to share my faith with my friends, with my family, and believe that God's going to back up what I say with signs, wonders, and miracles. You're going to step into moments that are going to be so divine. You're going to say things, and that person's going to say, I can't believe you said that. I just had a dream the night before that you said that, that you came to me with the Bible. You're going to have unusual things that are going to take place, supernatural things that are going to take place if you'll step out in boldness and faith and take the gospel into this region. And if you're with me, shout out, amen. amen. And this is the other thing the Lord wanted me to highlight, in the way of an increased measure of glory and an increased measure of God's goodness. And I glean it prophetically from John 2, 11. And it says, This, the first of his signs, Jesus did at Cana in Galilee and manifested his glory, and his disciples believed in him. I believe that mir- the miracles that Jesus did, the things that you read about in the Gospels, that's a manifestation. By the way, manifest is a word that a lot of the New Age have, have taken and they use but actually that word belongs to God it means revealed to make known and God wants to manifest his glory just like Jesus did through signs wonders and miracles because we know Jesus is the same yesterday today and forever you know it's so fun ministering through the supernatural I love reasoning through Scripture. I love healthy debate. I think it's important to have healthy debate and discussion around ideas. That's how we find truth. But it's really fun when you have the advantage of not only having the truth through the written Word of God and the wisdom of God, but you can back it up through the miraculous. That's really fun. That's really hard to beat that, actually. (laughs) And that's why Jesus, he just continued to minister and to lead people to Jesus, and to bring revival because he moved in the supernatural through signs, wonders, and miracles. That was a normal part of his ministry. And he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he lives in us, and he's the head of the church, so we should expect to see that in our lives. Amen? Who would like to see more of that? Put your hand up. I want to pray for people this morning, and Shortly, I want to release this prophetic word through an impartation. Now, God's going to do this, despite whether I'm here or not. But I really believe that this is a point of contact for faith. That people are going to come forward this morning, and I'm going to pray, and that you're going to step into a new season with it. You're going to literally experience this—an increased measure in His goodness through many different ways. But specifically, God wanted me to highlight the saving of souls. And the signs, wonders, and miracles. And I, I actually believe that the timing of these Gippsland gatherings at the, that regional uh, sports stadium is to do with this. I really believe that we're going to see it over the next week. I want to encourage you to get there. I know it's it's some distance to be there every day, but if you can get to as many meetings as you can, it's going to be so powerful. We're going to see many, many people saved. We're going to see miracles break out, and I believe you're going to catch something not only in this meeting this morning but also on those who are going to catch something. There's a spiritual DNA that's going to be released. In the 1980s, I think it was 83, 84, I've still got to just ask Pastor Tim about this, but he held meetings in a place in Dandenong in Victoria, the Dandenong Town Hall. And I was, they would go to their church service in the morning and then drive all the way over to these meetings with Tim Hall in the evenings. And I remember hearing stories as I grew up and testimonies of what took place in those meetings. I was a little bit young to remember, although Mum and dad would take me along and, and I would be in the presence. And I actually believe that I caught that revival spiritual DNA in those meetings as a young, a young boy. And I feel like the Lord's been speaking to us as a family about generations, that God does things in generations. So if you can bring your children the other thing, my mom and dad would invite their family to these night meetings as well. And so my aunties and uncles got baptized in the Holy Spirit in these revival meetings with Tim Hall back in the 1980s. Um, my, one of my aunties, and they still talk about this testimony today nearly 40 years ago, was healed of an incurable disease and gave her life to Jesus. And they're still, my fam- those family members are still following Jesus today because of those meetings with Tim Hall. And I felt that that was prophetic. I needed to share that testimony with you to, to encourage you, to invite family, bring your children, and uh, get to these meetings, get in that environment and believe God. Maybe it's work colleagues, whoever you've been, uh, whoever you've been in relationship with, bring them along because it's going to be a very, very powerful time. We're going to see soul saved, God's goodness released, and miracles, signs, and wonders. I want wonder to invite would ever understand to their and I'd love to invite maybe just someone from the band just to maybe flow on the keys a little bit and I just want to just move in the spirit a little bit right now and invite some people forward for ministry. Jesus, you are amazing. Thank you, Jesus, that the spirit of glory Rests upon your people, particularly as they walk through difficult times, trials, tests. Thank you for the promises that we have in you. That if we'll stand, and when we've done all to stand, we'll stand. That you'll guide us through, not just to survive, but to thrive. And I thank you, Lord, that this church is not only going to survive, but are going to step into the most glorious season in these coming days, that the best is absolutely still to come. And this region, the Gippsland, is going to be impacted so greatly by the people in this place and the hearts and what you're going to do through them. I thank you, Father, for your church. This is the hour of the end time glory. God, you've asked me to come and just prophetically teach, but also to declare that this is the day. Not only is this the day that the Lord has made, not only is His mercies new every morning, but there's a there's a novel, a sense of a novel glory. And we felt, all felt it in the worship that's being released on those that will receive it by faith. To say, God, we've, we've been through an attack of the enemy, but we thank you we're going to come out shining brighter than ever. And we're about to step into this new season. Lord, I just pray that as we call people forward in a moment, that you would just bring such a powerful impartation of your goodness and this glory that you've shown us through your word, Lord God. And it's going to manifest in the way of the saving of souls. It's going to manifest generationally too I believe the things that are going to happen in this coming season just like just like the testimony of my family in the 1980s with the Tim Hall meetings this next season is going to be so dramatic and impactful for families that your children are going to be radical for Jesus their children unless the Lord comes back first yeah if you're with me shout out Jesus I receive that we receive that Glory to God. And it bring impact to every sphere. That's what I love about the body of Christ. We all bring influence into different areas. You all have people in your life that others can't reach. But together we are the body of Christ. The hands and feet. We can begin to demonstrate the goodness of God. To, to show people the nature of God. The nature of Jesus Christ present the gospel, the good news, the gospel, which is the power of God under salvation. Jesus, we worship you. Jesus, we worship you. You know, it's a real honor to be here. My, I was just messaging my mom this morning, and she was just reminding me that our, that her great-grandmother actually some of the early settlers in this in this region, in the Gippsland region I think about 40 minutes away from Sale and there were early stories that they would read the Bible by candlelight and then blow the candle out and go to sleep it every night and then they would pray I think the uh, my great grandma was born in the Toon Gabby that, that's not far from here, Toon Gabby Hospital About 40 kilometers away. Thank you for the generations, Lord, that have gone before us, that are now part of the cloud of witnesses, that are cheering us on. It's our turn now. It's our turn to impact the earth with your kingdom, with the gospel, to demonstrate the goodness of God that leads to repentance. While the world is going crazy, Jesus, you remain the same. You're our sure foundation. You are the way. You are the truth. When everyone seems to have their own truth, you are the truth. You are the way, the truth, and the life. Uh I like what Pastor Brian said before, where there's life, it's loud. (laughs) I love that. Why don't we give Jesus one more big shout out just with our voices. We love you, Lord. Hallelujah. You are the life the life Jesus yes glory glory glory